Thank you for making Locked on Spartans your first listen every single day, free and available on all platforms. On today's episode, we've got some Mel Tucker sound bites from his press conference and Stephen Brooks of 24-7 Sports. He's back, baby. <laughs> Let's go. You are Locked on Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Good morning, evening, afternoon, whenever on earth you're listening to this. Welcome all Spartan fans. Love every one of you. Uh, Welcome to Wednesday, October 6th. Sorry, I was at the wrong page of my calendar. (laughs) Okay, roaring start. Once again on the Locked on Spartans podcast. That's right, your team every single day. I promise the rest of this episode will be more organized and disciplined, but sometimes you just got to get the... uh, the old forgot the date shakes out of the way early on. Um, I'm your host, Matt Sheehan. That's right, this is Locked on Spartans. Like I said, we do this every single day, Monday through Friday, here on the Locked on Podcast Network. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you find fine folks. Get your podcast and buckle up for a, for a fun show today. Yes, we're going to go over a few quotes from Mel Tucker at his weekly press conference. And then, oh yeah, that's right. Great, incredible friend of the program. That's right, Stephen Brooks, you know who I'm talking about, of 24-7 Sports is in for segments two and three to, uh, you know, just pick his brain about the football team, what happened last game, what's going on in the future, and yeah, all that fun stuff. If you ever have any questions for me, or Stephen, as he's on every week, uh, hit us up at LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com, and yeah, we'll, uh, I'll read the comments, read the questions, and yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see what we can do for you fine folks, you amazing listeners. Um, so, just like I said, uh, yeah, Mel Tucker steps in front of the media, as he does every Tuesday, and usually doesn't say too much. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's usually, oh, hey, how's this injured player? It's fine. He, he's sore. He'll be back when he's back. And we did get that, of course. Uh, they asked about running back Elijah Collins, who has been absent for the better part of the year and also wasn't even dressed last game. And Tucker said, quote, uh, is working hard to get back and is uh, still a little sore, which seems to be a go-to line. I feel like uh, Mel Tucker can watch one of his players get their legs chopped off by a samurai sword mid-game and will say after the game, yeah, he's, he's a little sore, but he's working to get back. So I don't really take that for 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 anything other than the fact that yeah it is confirmed that Collins does have a little injury thing going on speaking of going on this is the the probably the hottest button issue amongst uh, state fans as it goes from you know bridging last game to this next game coming up Saturday and of course I'm talking about the just the incredible oh the the amazing correct call on Cal Halliday as he ruthlessly uh was Targeting for the head of the Western Kentucky player. That's right, by grazing his forearm on, on the top of the receiver's helmet. How dare he? Um, yeah, so as as we know, by now it wasn't just 15 yards and a flag. It's also a suspension for the first half of the next game. There's chatter like, oh, can they get it overturned as we expected? No, we, we can't. Um yeah, and Mel Tucker went as far as just, this is all he gave up on it was, quote, once it goes to review, that's it. There's no other type of recourse. You've got to move on. It's already Tuesday. And I don't hate that answer. I mean, listen, there's, there's two ways for Mel Tucker to go about this. It's by just completely lighting up the Big Ten like a Christmas tree and talk about how incompetent they are and how ridiculous of a call it was. But 
as the diplomatic man that he is, as a second-year coach, probably not trying to stir the pot, and also he's got Kevin Warren's kid on his team, the commissioner of the Big Ten. You maybe not want to completely knife the, the conference that hard right there. And also the other part of it, too, is make sure your team's focused, too. On to the next play, on to the next game. It be like that sometimes. Bad things happen. This is one of them. Let's just move forward. Uh, but he also offered up, too, that he did want to make sure that he was clear about the interpretation of the targeting call. I'm reading from Chris Solari's tweet from the press conference. Uh, Mel talked with Big Ten Director of Officiating Bill Carollo by phone to see if coaching needed to change on the play. And, quote, based upon the feedback we got, there was nothing more we need to do. A.K.A. Uh, Mr. Bill Carollo essentially said, we done effed up. Uh, you know, he, he tackled him or went after him as he probably should have hit him in a manner that was not targeting. No, you don't need to coach how your players tackle or approach the game any differently. Yeah, that's that's the, the button-up way of saying, we effed up big time. Sorry about that, Mel. Uh, flowers are in the mail. Let's uh, make sure we just move on from this. And, of course, next step is, uh, well, someone's got to take the spot of Cal Halliday, and we'll bring this up with Stephen Brooks coming up here in a little bit. Um and it was about who is going to take Halliday's spot. Is it going to be Noah Harvey, uh, or is it going to be a guy like Ma'a Nautiote Ote? I'm like 52% sure I got that name correctly. Don't laugh too hard if I butcher that completely. Old co-host Will Hunter, he was the guy that would get that name right. I, no, we will call him Ma'a for now on. Uh, so, he, he was asked if Ma could be expected to step into the role as he got some run against West Kentucky last week. And uh, Tucker said, quote, needs to have a good week of practice, but it was good to see him out there and actually fairly productive when he was out there against Western Kentucky. So, yeah, we'll, again, see who Steven thinks should get the linebacker role. Will it be an older, experienced guy like Noah Harvey for the first half against Rutgers? Or will it be... The young, new, shiny toy and four-star true freshman, Ma'a, now Teote Ote? Yeah, okay. I feel like we're warming up to that name a little bit. Um, also, just two little quick points here. Uh, Mel Tucker was asked about MSU's 5-0 start. This was at the beginning of his press conference. Quote, those type of things, you don't act like it's not there. My experience tells me you have to address that, and we did. The most important thing for us is the next game and our preparation that is spoken. That is spoken like a man who has done time at Georgia, baby. That's right. The the team that rockets themselves up year after year. And, uh, well, once they start to get some shine on them, things start to go a little awry down in Athens. Uh, that's called pulling a Georgia. So, yeah, as he spent three seasons down there as their defensive coordinator and defensive backs coach, Mel Tucker has seen it with his own eyes a little bit that, yeah, uh, that rat poison that Nick Saban talks about, as Tucker is a Saban disciple, uh, yeah, that, that can really affect the team here. So, yeah, just because it's Rutgers coming up and you maybe think that you're way better than them and, ooh, they're not ranked in the top 15, hell, <laughs> they're not ranked at all, those plebeians. No, 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 you get that out of your head immediately and yeah, you better... Keep chopping. That's right, baby. Keep on chopping away at your preparation. Uh, they did a good job at that last week against Western Kentucky after a very fun win against a solid Nebraska team. Don't get too high and mighty. Hit the ground running. Let's go. He also gave a nod to 
We didn't really see this last Saturday, but we didn't have to, luckily. Let's have a full 60-minute game coming up. No no coming out of the locker room after halftime and just, okay, uh, I'm going to kind of mail it in. But luckily, hey, I don't fault Michigan State 100% necessarily for that. They were up 1,000 points at halftime. I digress. And last but not least, hey, who doesn't love having their ego stroked every once in a while? Uh, He's talking to us, the fans. Maybe not me, because I wasn't at the game, unfortunately, Saturday, but anyone else that was there. Uh, Tucker says he thanks MSU fans for creating, quote, an electric atmosphere in the woodshed and the deep end on Saturday. And here's the best quote of all. Quote, I believe we have the best fans in the country. Aw, thanks, Mel. Appreciate that, man. We think we have the best head coach in the country. How about that? I'm sure he listens to this podcast or he has people close to him that absolutely listen to this podcast that uh, that message will surely, surely be relayed back to him. But no, uh, hey, we, we love Mel Tucker. And uh, yeah, I think, uh, is it to say Mel Tucker? I think he kind of likes us, guys. I, I think uh, I think we're doing good for him here in East Lansing. Uh, speaking of someone that you know, treats other people as well, Stephen Brooks will be uh, back here in segment two and three to treat your ears fantastically with his football knowledge. But first... Need to talk to you fine folks about betonline.ag. We're back. We're better than ever. As all eyes are on the gridiron, as teams are back on for another football season. And as always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this fall. With new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website. Use your mobile device, sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. But don't forget to use promo code LOCKEDON. That's one word, LOCKEDON, to receive your 50% welcome bonus. From football to basketball to boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. That's betonline.ag, where the game starts. Nice. I had to take a hearty swig of beer before <laughs> here. <laughs> that was at lunch. No, this is the coffee to get me back in the world. <laughs> I see. My bad. <laughs> That's on me. Well, folks, he's back. That's right. We're talking about Stephen Brooks of 24-7 Sports. He has, for some reason, agreed to come back on the podcast, as he's been doing every week this football season. And even more so than other weeks this football season, this this little two-segment bit here is going to be even more discombobulated and all over the place than normally, which, wow, that really says a lot. Um, Stephen, like, are, are, are you ready? Are you ready for just another episode of joining me for a conversation that's all over the place? Sure, sure. I mean, that's that's just more of the same uh, for me. I mean, I'm, I'm ready to go. I don't know. I don't know if it's any different than any other time we've been on here together, but nope, let's do it. Sure isn't. <laughs> it sure isn't. That's our MO, baby. So I was reading your uh, post-game grades that you had uh, for Uh-oh. the West Kentucky-Michigan State game, of course. And first and foremost, I just want to get right into it. And we also had a listener reach out asking about this as well. But it's it's the whole offensive line platoon system going on. Um that's fascinating because, like, we're five games in, and, yeah, they start the season with, okay, instead of just, you know, picking out guys and filling them in here and there, they'll just do full line swaps. Like, all right, this, these five guys are out. Kevin Jarvis going to bump you to right tackle. Everyone else fill in. Are, are you surprised it's gone as far as game number five, week number five? And is there any reason to believe that they'll start limiting who is out there? I mean, it seems to be working okay. Yeah, I, I kind of am surprised because really the only time you see these situations are when you've got sort of a, a competitive heated battle going on, you know, and you just you got to sort it out in the, in the, in live reps like that. Um, 
But like you said, I mean, they're, they're doing full line, hockey line shifts out right. there. It's not just one guy battling one other guy for the right guard spot or whatever, you know, just hypothetically. Um, they're doing whole, wholesale shifts out there, and they're keeping them out there for the entirety of the possession for the most part. I mean, I don't think there's been any mid-series uh, shifts that I can remember even. So it is interesting. Um, I am surprised it's gone on this long, though, because I did kind of think it was more about evaluation, you know, and maybe just determining some things. But uh, I don't know. I mean, it's working to a degree, though. I mean, I don't think you've seen a ton of drop-off. Like, I, I think to the – you know, mm-hmm. I'm watching those guys all the time, but to the average guy who doesn't know – who the left guard is, you know, or or the, or what a left guard is, you know, they might not notice. Right. But I think that's a good thing. You know, I mean, I don't think there's been a huge drop off amongst those two groups. Um, we're really a noticeable one at all, to be honest. Uh, so I think that's that's a positive sign. Um, I guess on the other side, though, I would say neither group has been a, a dominant mauling Big Ten unit either. And that's why you've seen sort of some offensive yeah. slowdowns at times, too. I think that's really been the root cause of that there. So it's still a group that's 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 coming together and, and getting better. Um, I just think it's in terms of like why, I think it's just because of the unique year. And Chris Kapilovic talked about this a little bit during training camp. He's like, I've never had like eight guys I feel comfortable playing. You know, like th- that's just mm-hmm. not natural to that. I, I know right. these eight guys can give me something. Um, and so I think it's, it's a little bit of a unique deal because of the six-year guys and the COVID year, the, the extra eligibility year, I mean. Um, you, you and a lot of those, you know, almost all of them that use that sixth or fifth year were offensive, were offensive linemen. Um, you know, Arcuri, Allen, uh, Campbell, um, Jarvis, I think actually is, is, I don't think he used his extra one technically, but he's a fifth year guy. So you've got a lot of older dudes that you maybe weren't really expecting to necessarily have, and they can all give you something. And so I think it's partly due to the unique circumstance of the roster where you have all these older guys that you like a decent amount or like enough to play in games, obviously. And then trying to just keep a lot of guys happy too you know when you have it's it's much easier to keep a a promising sophomore on the bench than a fifth sixth year senior you know when you know he can play and give you some so it's just like we've seen uh, to do a degree at all these different spots um they're getting a lot of guys involved and i think in the transfer portal era i mean that might have to that might be more and more important as we move forward just to give guys a piece of ownership on this team and keeping with your report card too, but going to the other side of the ball, you rated the linebackers as a C plus, but also reference that they did have a hard scheme to play against in the Hilltoppers offense. So can you explain why that is a hard scheme for linebackers to play against? Like we're all five years old. I mean, is that easy to do or is even that? Sure, kind sure. Of hard to break well, they're, they're going to come out, you know, they're going to come out and throw a minimum yeah. of 50 times. And that's just a linebacker doesn't want to be in coverage for 50 snaps. Right. And of course, yeah. I think it was 64 64, yep, uh, attempts for Bailey Zappi. Um, what, well, who's this other guy? Somebody else threw a pass, I guess. I missed him. I don't uh, remember that. I, yeah, I have no recollection of that, but yeah. Yeah, maybe. Well, you know, much like the in-game uh, scoreboard, the stats program this year has also been a little um, sure. wonky sure. And, and, and inaccurate, so <laughs> maybe that's not right. But So they, they want to throw it a bunch, and linebacker really, you know, that's not really their game at the end of the day. Um, and they're, throw, they're getting the ball out quickly, and they're trying to hit a lot of – if they're going to hit a quick hitter thing at the line of scrimmage, then you got to close on that right away. And that's a lot of space for you to cover. And if you don't make that tackle, you know, the, the little one or two yard catch is going to go for 10 or 12. That's difficult. Um, and even just, they, they hit a lot of intermediate routes. I thought it was, they hit a good number of passes that were just sort of over the linebacker's head, but right in front of the safeties and that, that intermediate zone. Um, obviously your linebackers aren't running deep with guys, but just over the top of that, they were, 
they were finding some success. And that's a hard place to be, too, because, I mean, again, you're not going to be dropping. You can't just keep dropping, dropping, dropping as a linebacker. You have to be near the line of scrimmage um, to a degree. So it just you're asking them to cover so much space and, and play so quickly. I mean, the tempo with which Western Kentucky was playing, too, that might have been the fastest I've seen when they were really going fast, like really, truly doing it. Um, that might have been the fastest tempo a Mel Tucker defense has seen here. Uh, guys talked about last year at Rutgers that that kind of had them shooken up a little bit. Um, I think this was even faster than Rutgers was at their peak pace last year. So the, just the volume of throws in the way that they can attack you, you might be running right, you know, across the field to the flat at one play. Then you might be getting a ball thrown 20 yards. You know, you're, you're 15 yards deep. They throw it 20 yards. It's over your head. You're running deep that way. Just a lot there. They're going to use the entire field. That's, I mean, that's, that boils down to the basic, basic element of spread offenses of defending the entire field, making people cover you in space and running, running the defense sideline to sideline, making them tired by just all that ground they have to cover. And we will be right back in a hot second with our guy, Stephen Brooks of 24 seven sports, but first need to talk to you fine folks about prize picks. That's right. Prize picks, the daily leader in college sports, daily fantasy. Price Picks, offering more college football props than anyone in the world and offers all the star players of the Power Five, as well as mid-major players you might have never even heard of. That's right. So, how does it work? Well, you got to download it from the App Store or Google Play, of course. You need to deposit, but deposit with a promo code. Use promo code LOCKDOWN, all one word, and that's going to give you a 100% instant deposit match of up to $100. That's right. Promo code LOCKDOWN doubles your money right from the start. All right, from there, you pick two to five players against the projected numbers. Touchdowns, yardages, even interceptions thrown. You stack your card, and it's just you against the projected numbers. You're not going against anyone else's lineup. No, 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 no. Just you against the sweet old numbers, baby. They also allow mixed sport entries, too. So you could do, uh, oh, I don't know, White Sox, strikeouts, and Jaden Reed over receiving yards, for example. Very fun. And it's also fun because you can make these entries in 60 seconds or less. And best of all, they offer safe and fast withdrawals, baby. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and use promo code LOCKEDON. Or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. It's time for Built Bar. That's right, baby. I'm back. I'm talking about Built Bar. And a uh, big, big announcement. I'll just cut right to the chase. Churro Puff, an elite Built Bar flavor, is making a comeback soon. So keep your eyes peeled on that. But until that drops, how about these nine delicious flavors? Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, Woo. Or if you don't know what flavor you like, get the mix box. You're going to get two of each of the nine flavors for a grand total of 18 Built Bars. Woo! And not only do they taste incredible, guys, but they will treat your body incredible as well. Because most flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. They help me get through all sorts of workouts. I just came from an up north trip where I... Oh, God, had about 4,000 beers and didn't even look at a vegetable or a fruit or a glass of water the entire time. But you know what? Had a Built Bar on Monday, and it carried me through my workout. So thank you, Built Bar. You guys are the best. Uh, so go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. That's one word, LOCKED15. And you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. And let's get back to our guy, Stephen Brooks. 
During that last answer, Mel Tucker actually just personally gave me a phone call, and he broke the news that Scotty Hazleton is out. He's going on vacation this week. And, Stephen Brooks, you're actually promoted to defensive coordinator. So you get to make the decision. Who would you like to insert in Cal Halliday's role for the first half year? Is it going to be an older guy like Noah Harvey, or is it going to be the new shiny – won't even try his last name. You know who I'm talking about, though. (laughs) I I think it's – you didn't even mention him. I think it's going to be Ben Bansumeran. Um, ah, I would think so. I would think at least. I mean, he's kind of gotten the third most snaps there. And um, like I just got back from Tucker's press conference a little bit ago here, and he said, you know, the guys that you have seen playing will be the guys that fill in for Cal in the first half. So yeah. I got to think probably Van Sumeran will get that first look. But uh, Ma Nataiote, um playing last week and getting his feet look wet, I think is a good sign moving forward. And even when Cal's back, I think we'll probably see more and more of him uh, mm-hmm. as we go in everything. And they feel good about him. I don't think you want him out there for the first snap, though. You know, maybe him and him and Van Summeren, uh split half of them or something until Halliday's back, or maybe one of them has a great game and they play the whole way. But uh, I would think I think it'd be Ben Van Summeren as the first guy uh, to get that first look, and with with Mon right there, right there behind him. And you know, it'd be timely too. I mean, Van Summeren did have the uh, hit of the week that the team likes to give out internally. So yeah, that's yeah, pretty good momentum Dude, going into Percy that Snow, role. Big hit award. That's it. Love that. That's awesome. I, I, I hope every program does that. that that's tight. Uh, we got to get like some NIL stuff around that too. I don't know. You know, what <laughs> I actually asked Mel about that today. Just kind of <laughs> throw away question. I mean, I was just kind of curious about it. And, uh, you know, he's like, we tried to do it last year. I forget exactly how he said it, but he basically oh, no. was like, uh, nobody earned it. You know, basically is what he said. <laughs> oh, he was no. like, we kind of thought of it last year, but uh, he said it. He had a great way of putting it. He's like, you know, maybe weren't capable of, of handing oh. that out or something. It, it was good. Well, okay, no participation trophies flying around the uh, program either, it sounds like. If that, that's hey, you name it after Percy Snow, it has to meet the Percy Snow. That's standard. true. So I respect that. that. You know, you don't just give it out for no reason. I, you know, it has to have some meaning behind it. So I kind of like that part of it. No, that's wildly valid. Yeah, you can't have just some limp hit be your uh, woodshed uh, annihilator of the week there. So, <laughs> And it's not um, just tackles either. It's blocks, you know, or uh, okay. any, it doesn't just have to be tackling a ball carrier. It could be a lot of different things that go into that. So I like that part of it too. Love that guy. I'm going to track that more now that I actually know what it is uh, for the rest of the season. That's uh, that's great. God, love that. Look at Mel. Just pulling out every single cliche, but I'm eating up every single one. That's what happens when you're 5-0. and um, Going off the field right now, because, of course, we're just going to bebop here. Uh, someone did reach out and ask, and this is how I'll pose the question is, Armani Winfield, he's a Texas commit right now, four-star receiver. He had a surprise visit to East Lansing last weekend against West Kentucky. Also, a name that always seems to have smoke around him is five-star offensive tackle Keontae Goodwin. However, Goodwin was at the Kentucky game where he saw them beat top 10 ranked Florida. But for some reason, like Goodwin always has some weird smoke around him and Michigan State. So how I'll pose the question is, of these two guys, which should MSU fans keep an eye closer on, I guess? Hmm. Wow. If, if any of them, really. I mean, or, no, or they I, I, mean, I think there's a legitimate chance with both. Um, I don't I, – I guess I would say Goodwin more. But, I mean, it's, it's a tough call to say more on either. Like I said, I think both are legitimate chances. Goodwin has been looking at Michigan State for a long time. Um, mm-hmm. He has a great relationship with Chris Kapilovic. Um, They would love for him to be the last piece of the offensive oh, sure. line class. So the thing with him is – He's committed to Kentucky. That's the basically the closest school to him in proximity. I think had a lot to do with it. They did offer him very early. He does have a a, a long time relationship with that staff, uh, from what I know. 
But, uh, you know, a guy of his, like you said, four or five-star guy, top 100 guy, one of the – got to be one of the top 10 tackles, probably one of the yeah. top five tackles in the, in the 22 class. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at that and you go, Kentucky, huh? You know, mm, that's interesting. You know, that's, you know, it just doesn't fit. But, you right. know, in the, with all due respect, maybe Michigan State really doesn't either because I think his other <laughs> final five were Ohio State, Clemson, and Alabama. So they don't really fit with that either. But uh, I know a big thing for him is playing early and uh, Michigan State could use all the tackles they could get. He's, that's, that's a guy that even if he's not starting, I would think could get some of those rotation reps like we talked earlier. Um, and even if that's not their plan, I think that could be the plan if he's on campus you know, to rotate him in a little bit next year. Um, and that's why, you know, probably why he's not committed to an Alabama or a Clemson type because they just have so much talent. And, and playing early was very, very important to him. Uh, Michigan State got in on him earlier than some of the other big dogs. So they've kept in contact the whole way, and they're going to keep battling um, on him for sure. I know that's a guy, like I said, they would love to finish the class with him. I think he's an excellent prospect. Um, he might immediately be the best player in the class if he were to commit. I mean, he, he's really, really good. A really good looking tackle prospect. I mean, just in terms of checking all the boxes that you want to see coming out of high school. So I think MSU, if it's not Kentucky at this point, I would say it's going to be Michigan State. I just don't know. There's okay. been different okay. times across the across this cycle where I thought better and worse about Michigan State's chances. And the fact that he hasn't been up here in the fall yet for a game, you know, I'm kind of like, eh, but I know they keep that connection. And I know he feels, I know he has a very, very strong relationship with Chris Kapilovic. So definitely one to watch there. Armani Winfield. Fits that bill of the fourth receiver that they would take. You know, they're happy with what they have right now with the three. But uh, if there's a dog out there, a really high level dude like him, then then yeah, they'll make room for him. Um, and he keeps he keeps showing up too. Like you said, he keeps sniffing around. And uh, I heard over the summer for him that, that he had some folks in his circle that did not want him being at Texas. And then obviously he's still at least you know publicly committed right now, but. Uh, within a few weeks ago, I, I also heard that he was not going to be going to Texas, uh, regardless of what you know his public sort of commitment status is. So, um, interesting case there. Again, Michigan. You know, we saw it with Keon Coleman. We saw it with Ma Nateote, yeah. uh, All these other guys. I mean, Alex Van Sumeren in this class, in terms of being a committed guy elsewhere and really staying on him throughout that process. Then, boom, he's on the market, and hey, now he's in your class. You know they're just not going to stop on these guys they really like. And, and Winfield is going to be one of those too. So I don't know what the competition looks like. I don't know how hard Texas is going to be going back at him to try and keep him in there or anybody else. But uh, I think, again, it's another situation where if, if it's not the school he's committed to, then Michigan State is in a great position to be that fallback. Uh, fallback has a bad connotation, but that to be the next sure. place he looks, you know, the next place that could scoop one of these guys up. So I think at this point, early October, both guys are very, very – realistic candidates and we'll see if that holds up through the next two months here but at this point yeah very realistic i'd say for both and i was not hip to the uh, armani winfield stuff that people inside his camp necessarily don't want him at texas that uh, steven you, you always bring the good news man and speaking of good news before i get you out here how happy are you that you got a noon game coming up on saturday i know uh you you hire society journalists uh are very <laughs> stingy about your your kickoff times but how, how jacked up are you that you get noon in piscataway instead of a eight o'clock kick and noon at Indiana, I believe they just announced. That's um, right. You're darn too. That's there, right. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thank God. Uh, these two back-to-back. Look, the night games, like I said, I'm not going to complain. I, I don't want to be that guy. Um, <laughs> but the back-to-back was was tough. Um, That's tough. That really That's derails tough. Sunday and Monday for me. Uh, my work life, my personal life, my sleep life, all <laughs> sure. that. Um, yeah, I've never been out to Rutgers, so I'm excited to go make that trip for the first time and see what that's all about. More importantly, I'm flying out at like 730 Saturday night. 
So the earlier, the better. Uh, if no overtime, no weather delays, it's really what I need. Or otherwise, my whole yeah. flight situation is going to be uh, foobar, and that's not going to be good. <laughs> uh, but now that you just put that out in the air, it's, yeah, two lightning delays and five overtimes is a guaranteed uh, special. Please, it's, please. Uh, all right. And about 30% passing, so a lot of incompletions to stop the clock, too. That's uh, sprinkle that on top as well. So, well, Perfect. Hey, if you if you need someone to talk to during the lightning delay, Steven, just give me a call. I'm always happy to talk. Um, yeah, but uh, you know what? Screw it. I'll just record those conversations anyway and post it as a podcast and call it a week. So, Steven, oh. as always, love having you on, man. You're there's simply the best. The people love you. They cannot get enough of Stephen Brooks. Oh shoot! Well, no, happy to be here as always, and and thanks for folks sending in questions and everything. Thanks for listening. I mean, hopefully, I made any kind of sense and uh, yeah. and uh, at least part of what I said, uh, like I said, is coherent and inaccurate and all that. So. Until next time. Yeah, well, like the, the linebacker thing was interesting because I was like, yeah, it is a hard scheme, but like, I, I there's no way I can explain it as, as good as you can. So I'm like, we're going to table that question and uh, until Mr. Brooks hops on the airways here. So thanks a lot for holding my hand and, and walking me through uh, an, an appropriate and succinct explanation, as you always do, Stephen. So you're the man. You got it. And a huge, huge thanks to our guy Stephen Brooks uh, for once again joining us spilling that football knowledge all over us. And yeah, that's we got more knowledge coming for you tomorrow as well uh, as we take a trip to Piscataway and pick the brain of Aaron Brightman of On The Banks. Does great work over there for the Rutgers SB Nation blog. And yeah, I actually recorded it earlier today and that's a really insightful conversation. And yeah, I, I know a lot more about Rutgers than I did before talking to him. That's the whole point of the conversation. So yeah, I hope you guys are looking forward to that one too. And then Friday... Uh, Working on a, uh, a richer member of MSU Twitter to join us for the pick segment, who's been pretty successful here in the last two weeks. You guys might know who I'm talking about if you are very online. If you're not, well, we'll, we'll bring him up to speed here on Friday's show. And yeah, so we, we got two, two fun episodes to end the week here. And before leaving, you guys, just want to thank you one more time for making Locked on Spartans your first listen every single day. And if you need some more football in your life, some more Big Ten talk, may I interest you? in Locked On Big Ten with our guy Nate Dickinson, just bringing you through all the uh, the news of this lovely Big Ten conference, baby. So, hey, let's have a day. Let's, let's have a Wednesday, shall we? Let's go. Go green. Go green. Treat yourself today. Let's go. Go green.